And this is what the question was posed to the Prophet by the poverty stickle people. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, and what is astonishing is that that the same salah they perform, we perform that salah, and the same type of fasting they do to Allah is the same type of fasting that we observe. However, the difference is, but they have more wealth and they may have more resources. That with this wealth, they can perform Hajj whenever they want. With this wealth, they can perform Umrah whenever they want. With this wealth, they can contribute to the past of Allah whenever they want. And with this wealth, they can give in charity wherever they want. But we do not have this wealth that allows them to supersede us in the end of the world. So therefore, what is our situation? And Yabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said something so beautiful. And he said, Allah uhabdu sukhul bi'anjim in akhalsu ma ajraktum man sabakatum wa la yudhikum man ba'da. Yabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Shall I let inform you of something which if you do and you hold fastest, that those who have come before you would have never been able to surpass you in good deeds, even though you are poor people. And those who will come after you will never be able to match you in good deeds. SubhanAllah, that action is just that does not require money, does not require resources, does not require wealth, does not require health. That is this great act that even those who are of needs cannot surpass or even compare to those who do not have needs. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that يُصَبِّهُمْ وَيُحْمَدُمْ وَيَتَكَبَّدُمْ فِي بَعْدِ كُلِّ صَلَاةٍ صَلَاةً وَصَلَاةٍ That after every salah that you perform, recite Subhanallah 33 times. Recite Alhamdulillah 33 times. And recite Allahu Akbar 33 times. That you will be able to surpass those who have performed Hajj, who have performed Umrah, who have made jihad in the path of Allah, who have given charity in the path of Allah. Allah has blessed them with means to do this. So the test upon them is greater. Allah has not given you the test of wealth, but Allah has given you the ability to acquire the rewards earned through the region of wealth. And it is so simple about this. Every day after our salah, 33 times, subhanallah, 33 times, alhamdulillah, 34 times, Allahu Akbar. And even if we do not have wealth, we will still be able to surpass those who had more than us in the dunya in the akhirah, inshallah. So the point of this is that the justice and the generosity of Allah Ta'ala is not limited and restricted and conditionalized to those who only have wealth. Yes, if you ask Allah Ta'ala for wealth, for the sake of competing against those who have wealth, and those who are doing more than the path of Allah, then this is a very justified supplication unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But let us not be from amongst those who have everything and are willing to give nothing. Rather, let us be from amongst those who have nothing but are willing to give everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many who Allah has blessed with wealth, but yet it is very really difficult for them to put their hands in their pockets and to contribute to the past Allah. And then you get those who Allah has given me the wealth. That the one hand that they give compared to someone's one million hand, and then that's that one hand more because it was given out of the will and out of the muhabba and out of the love for Allah, as has been demonstrated by the Sahaba and the companions of the Prophet. So, inshallah, in our discourse today, let us discuss a few, and then use the word chief. I'm not doing it in the context that something is devalued. But rather I'm using it in a, in a context where something which is simple, something which is inexpensive, and something which is so effective that if we do, then inshallah those who are at this moment in the Hadameen Shalifain performing the Hajj and obligations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for whom we have a good envy, wishing that we could be in their place, also performing this great 
pilgrimage in the land of Allah Ta'ala fulfilling our obligation, earning the rewards, and granting the and being granted the concession of becoming sinless, but we are sitting here in order of death in South Africa. And you want to know, Ya Allah, you have given them the opportunity, you have given them the honor. What about us who are seated here today? And to not undertake this journey to whatever reason. Ya Allah, are we are also going to be included from amongst those who earn the salab and who earn the concessions of Hajj? Allah says, absolutely. Because I am fair, I am just, I will not give one the ability to earn something greater and not give the other the ability to earn that which is equal to that which they have done. So here, inshallah, we know Hajj is focused on the five days. So let us take five advices from the Bayan Prime Minister And I know generally when you speak at the time of Jum'ah, there are certain people, alhamdulillah, who do follow up in five days, wanting to know more about the du'as that we have recommended. Inshallah, because they want to implement it in their life, and those who accept, and alhamdulillah, marvel at the beauty of the view of Islam, and probably become preoccupied with their worldly life after we leave the masjid. But let's try and do a simple exercise. And this only requires us doing it five days in a year during the day of Hajj. And it is very simple. And inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala virtue us practicing upon the sunnah of the Prophet and his recommendations to receive the equivalent sawab of Hajj. May Allah ta'ala put us on the list of people who are to go for Hajj in the future, inshallah. But brothers, we all want to go for Hajj, and this is something which is very personal. We all who have been for Hajj, we want to go over and over again. It's just a natural inclination for a believer to want to spend time and make ibadah in the dance, maybe with a salah for even one salah in Masjid al Nabawi, Alhamdulillah is multiplied so many thousand times. We all want that opportunity. But if anybody has been blessed with going for Hajj and fulfill the obligation, make it a dua. Let us be a little bit selfless. Because the dua that many make when they depart from the holy lands to return home is Ya Allah, continuously bring us to the holy lands again and again and again for the rest of our life. I mean to that dua. So when you know the dua, there's an Israel-centered dua. We should say, Ya Allah, I have fulfilled my obligation. You have blessed with unworthy eyes with the vision of the Bayt Allah and the Roda of the beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, if it is in my destiny that I should return, Ya Allah, I abdicate myself from this list in order to grant one who has not been to these holy lands the opportunity to arrive and to be in my place which you are destined for me, Ya Allah. Because really speaking, Brother Islam, every single believer, Alhamdulillah, deserves to see the beauty of the land of Makkah al-Mukadamah and the tranquility of the land of Madiya to the number. So for the five days of Hajj, inshaAllah, 8-9-10-11-12-13. Let us adopt one practice a day according to the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to our sincerity grant us the ability and grant us ease of path and access into the halabi shall we say inshallah. The first thing that the beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned regarding the rewards of Hajj and this is where the beauty is. We have to spend the money we don't have to go to the effort and the inconvenience but we can get the same reward. It's like some staff and government offices don't have to do the work, don't have to pitch up for work, don't have to do anything, but they still get paid the salary at the end of the day. So we will look at it in a more higher spiritual way, inshallah. First thing that the Nabi Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that whoever will perform their wudu at home and thereafter depart from their homes to the masjid for the prescribed salah in jama'ah. Now here the operative part of the hadith is to perform our wudu at home or if we are at work and facilities are provided, we perform our wudu there inshallah. The point is to try and perform the wudu to the point where there is some type of travel that is experienced and so steps that are taken with the stage of wudu with the intention of performing salah in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Prophet said, from the time that he has completed his wudu until the time he reaches the masjid and until the time the iqama is sounded by the Mu'azzin, that for this period of time Allah Ta'ala is blessing him with the equivalent rewards of having been in the state of Islam during the pilgrimage of Hajj. 
So as usual, we have a review section that is for convenience. The brothers who cannot find facilities before to come to the masjid, alhamdulillah. But that doesn't mean that you And if you have the ability to perform a review prior to coming to the masjid, and this obviously has many benefits to it. It saves on the utilities of the masjid. And we always say, if you do not want to contribute to the masjid, then try and save the expenses of the masjid as well. So perform the wudu and for that time that you stay in the wudu until the time the Mu'adhin Sawn al-Iqama you will be given the reward of being a seat of Haram for Hajj. So you just try and adopt this on the first day, inshallah. Secondly, the Beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man salla salat al-fajri fi jama'ati That whoever had performed the salat al-fajr in jama'ah ثُمَّ قَعَدَ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ حَتَّى تَكْلِرُ الشَّمْسِ Then they sat in that spot and they remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They did not make worldly conversation and gossip. No. For that point in time, they performed salat al-fajr with jama'at and they sat in the spot and remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala حَتَّى تَكْلِرُ الشَّمْسِ until the sun had risen. ثُمَّ صَلَّى رَقْعَتَيْنِ And after the sun had risen, this is now referring to salat al-ishraq, which is a minimum of two rakats. Day after they had performed the two rakat of Israq after the sun had risen, that please be sure the sun has risen completely before one embarks on the salah. This is about 15 minutes minimum. If we give it a full extra minute, it's no problem. So at least 15 minutes after sunrise, perform the two rakat of salatul Israq, Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi it is a good that person has acquired the reward of having performed a fulfilled and an accepted hajj by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is exercise for day two. First day, perform wudu at home, come to the masjid. Second day, perform salatul fajr with jama'ah. And day after two rakats of salatul ishraq, alhamdulillah. Second day, we earn the reward of hajj. Third day, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, Man من صبح الله مئة بالغدات ومن صبح الله مئة بالعشي Whoever glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times in the morning and whoever glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 100 times in the evening كان كمن حج مئة then this person, if, as, if he had performed Hajj 100 times for that day, and these are also he hadith of the Prophet In the morning, he recites Subhanallah 100 times. In the evening, he recites Subhanallah 100 times. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that for that day, you will earn the reward of having performed Hajj 100 times. So it is not impossible to accord the reward of Hajj whilst you are in the confines and the comfort of your home in your locality. So we have a three-day exercise. First, and we just need to make by the coming date. First, Mojo, and then coming to the masjid. Second, Salatul Ishaq, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and performing the Salatul Ishaq on the second. The third is 100 times subhanallah in the morning, 100 times subhanallah in the evening, as if we have performed 100 hajj for that day. Fourthly, Nabi sallallahu ta'ala has mentioned, Man khadata ila al-masjid. That whoever leaves for the masjid and the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, لا يريد إلا أن يتعلم خيرا أو يعلمه that he goes with no other intention except to learn something in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to teach something in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so then remember the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a place of learning not only if someone is imparting a discourse but it is a place of learning, they even seated in the masjid and in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being in the silent and tranquil environment of the house of Allah ta'ala, it is a place for rising where insha'Allah we can eradicate evil thoughts from our minds, and simply sitting in a state of meditation without even reciting any form of zikr. And this is very important because what we know is in our normal salah, throughout the week, most of the time, that the Azani is given at a certain time, and there are 15 minutes allocated for the performance of Sunnah, if Sunnah has to proceed the fire. Correct? But what we find, 
is that Hastur coming into the Masjid. And after having performed the Sunnah Salah, perhaps if we are a bit earlier, we are a few minutes, we may be worthy, we are now waiting for the Iqama to be sounded. What do we do in that time? If we are seated next to our friends, we make conversation. And not conversation at times, sometimes it is actual backbiting and slander that is emanating from our mouths, waiting for the takbir to be given and the iqama to be given to worship Allah, we are already engaging ourselves in sin from worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to sunnah and then waiting for fight. In between the time of a few minutes, we are already engaging sin. But if we remain silent and we say nothing, we do nothing. We are giving from our mouth. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that whoever will sit after having performed one set of salah, awaiting the next salah, without engaging in worldly talk, without doing anything that is unnecessary, but simply sitting in that spot in contemplation and silence, that is why some said, even for that seven or eight minute period of being idle, Allah Ta'ala is still rewarding you as being in the stage of salah. So you see, sometimes it's not about saying something. Actually, the better rewards in not saying anything. Many people want to know what is wisdom. And many people have only articulate uh, definitions of it, alhamdulillah. But wisdom is something which is so simple. Wisdom is thinking of something stupid to say and not say it. That is wisdom. So whenever you feel that you are going to say something that is going to emanate, which is going to be foolish, silly, derogatory, offensive, disrespectful, think about it, don't say it, that is wisdom, and God then earn yourself punishment, you earn yourself so well for simply remaining silent. Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi said, the believer is who, if he says something, he says good, but if he has nothing good to say, he remains silent. So this is a sign of belief. So what this lesson said, that whoever goes to the masjid to learn or to teach, is another hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi that whoever gathers in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wanting to learn the Qur'an, or wanting to teach the Qur'an, or imparting knowledge of the Qur'an, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala surrounds them in mercy and the angels descend and look at admiration upon that person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala boasts about those people that Allah is saying see I created this man my angels you doubted when I created him you said that he was fitna and fasad in the dunya but look at my servant today he is sitting in my house and he wants to learn more about me through my divine world now look at him and see the wisdom of why I have created this human being and this believer so if a man comes to the masjid to learn and a man comes to the masjid to teach even female as well in, in their own sections, obviously with, with, with the necessary segregation. That is what some said, Then for that person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the reward of Hajj. Coming to the masjid to learn about Islam, to teach about Islam, and remember we all have the ability to teach. Alhamdulillah, we see some brothers, they do not be so learned in the deen. Some of us, we have become experts in the deen. And we say, it is now our authority to be able to criticize everyone's actions and everyone's postures and everyone's manner of offering their prayers. But I will tell you something that there are certain chosen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who may not be perfect, not to ignorance, not to abandonment or neglect, but sometimes it is just a certain way that they do things that the person might not be meticulously or fastidiously perfect, but when Allah Ta'ala sees the love emanating from their hearts for him, Allah Ta'ala accepts that salah compared to a person whose mind is occupied with the dunya, but his postures are perfect inside. So this is the first thing that we do. Can I recap? Okay. First, and sorry for being repetitive. First, salah with wudu performing in any other facility and spending time in that wudu until you perform salah is like hajj. Secondly, performing salah to ishraq is like hajj. Thirdly, reciting tasbih 100 times in the morning, 100 times in the evening is like hajj. Fourthly, 
coming from the mountain to learn or to teach in their hajj. And the fifth one is said to a man came to the beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said to the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that astahi al-jihad, I have the desire to go in the path of Allah Ta'ala for jihad, but I'm not able to. I don't have a horse, I don't have weapons, I don't have the means, I can't go for hajj. Now this was from asking that are any of your parents alive? Yes, he said, yes, my mother. My mother is still alive, Ya Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, Then show Allah ta'ala how kind and obedient and loving you can be to your mother. Demonstrate, don't just pay a lip service, but show how kind and loving and obedient you can be to your mother. For if that's and oh, my companion, if you do that, just be in obedience to your mother or your father. Could be either parent, because the Bishop asked for either parent, but it's so happy only his mother was alive. So even if the mother has passed away in the Allah Jannah, and if the father is alive, the Bishop said, for Abdullah who did it, let's show Allah Ta'ala how kind you can be today. And the Bishop said, Insha'Allah, for you, Naka, Hajjatu, Wa Umratu, Wa Jihadu, Fi Sabiriya. If you do this one only, will you get the Hajj Sawab, you will get the Sawab of Umrah, and you will get the Sawab of having fought in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only to be kind to one's parents. And when you look at kindness, people say, well, okay, they expect the Hajj Sawab. Do I have to support financially? Do I have to do real work? Do I have to do chores in the house? Do I have to provide transportation wherever my wife wants to go? Because for some people, they think so the parents is a major inconvenience. And so therefore they want to do that which is minimal. You know, it's said that when a parent dies, then everyone, or I am not saying it's in all cases, but we know it's a reality in our community, that when a parent dies, everyone is fighting over the wealth that they have left behind. But when a parent is alive, why are the siblings fighting over who should take care of them? That it is such an honor that we should, as, as children, we should be fighting each other for the privilege and the honor of looking after our parents. Not simply saying to someone else or deferring the task and saying, well, you know what, you have to take care of mommy or daddy, I don't have the time, I don't have the capability, and I will only contribute X amount every month to other expenses, and we think this is a service to our parents. You know, a parent does not want our money. A parent wants our love. Parent wants our attention. They want us to share a few kind words. We know today parents live in the land of luxury, but they are living alone, they are living in solitude, their hearts are sore because although they have every materialistic comfort at their disposal, but they do not share the voice of their children, they do not share the laughter of their children, they do not feel the warmth of the embrace of their child, then all the money in the world cannot equate to the simple thing that you can do for your parents to exchange one word of love. So, let's complete it by saying, what are the degrees of how we can earn hajj in service to our parents? Now these are some so very simple. That you give any child, so we say, okay, to get the law of Hajj, there will surely be some very, very difficult exercise we have to do to support our parents. But these are such a good, any child only looks at their parents with a look of love. Don't say anything, don't speak anything, don't do anything. How difficult is it to look? Just to direct the eye to the face of a parent with love, conditionally. Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi said that if any child does this, looks at the parent with one look of love, إِلَّا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَهُ حِجَّةً مَدْهُورَةً that Allah Ta'ala will write and record for that child the sawab of one accepted hajj for one momentary look. SubhanAllah. So brothers and sisters, we reach the end of our time. So we have got a five-day program, inshallah. Simple things. For those who are on the plains of Arafat and the Musdalifah and Muna, may Allah Ta'ala 
granted the tawfiq may bring us in the du'as and they really set up ambulating someday. But until Allah decrees that they should come, whether it comes or does not come, this is in the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But on the day of judgment, no, Allah ta'ala will be free from any form of accusations to say, Ya Allah, you did not give us the opportunity to earn the sawab of the hujjaj. Allah ta'ala is exempted from that. Because Allah ta'ala says, I've given you not only the opportunity, I've given you a simplification and make it easy for me. So if you did not enjoy my benefits that I have offered you, then I am not to blame for the fact that you have nothing to offer me on the day of judgment. So we make one inshallah. Let us, even if not in the five days, but let us adopt these practices and inshallah we can also earn just our life. So as the time grows closer, inshallah, uh, we will continue speaking about it. But for today, I think we will. Uh, Conclude there, may Allah subhanahu wa accept the hajj of all those hujjahs who have embarked, inshallah, may Allah ta'ala accept the proclamations and the mountains of Arafat, may Allah ta'ala take those, especially by the virtue army, may Allah ta'ala take those brothers and our mothers and our sisters who have not been for hajj, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take them, inshallah, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrease that it is not for them in this life, may Allah ta'ala grant them summer, and may Allah ta'ala grant them equal to work, inshallah, rajis, we may drive next. Inshallah, let us please do not forget to contribute to the Masjid. Before we commence with our Sunnah Salah, please let us come forward and fill in the gaps. We will give sufficient spirit answers for example, place of stress and come to the last step of the world. Khair. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وأصحابه وبارك وسلم يا معشر المسلمين رحمة الله قد ورد في الخبر عن سيد البشر أنه قال إذا سعد الحطيب على المنبر فلا يتكلمن أحدكم ومن تكلم فقد لغى ومن لغى فلا فمعتلى فأنصفوا رحمة الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن محمد رسول الله Allah <laughs> 
فإن التقوى سلام جرى الإيمان واذكروا الله عند كل شجر وحجر واعلموا أن الله بما تعملون بسير وأن الله ليس بغافل عما تعملون فإن السنن هي الأنوار وزينوا قلوبكم بحب هذا النبي الكريم عليه الصلاة والتسليم فإن الحب هو الإيمان كله على لا إيمان لمن لا محبة له رزقنا الله تعالى وإياكم بحب هذا النبي الكريم عليه الصلاة والتسليم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات وذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى ملك كريم جواد بر الرؤوف الرحيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفروا الله لي ولكم ولسائر المؤمنين والمؤمنات إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله لا سيما على اولهم بالتصديق وافضلهم بالتحقيق امير المؤمنين سيدنا ابا بكر الصديق رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى اعدل الاصحاب مزين المنبر والمحراب امير المؤمنين سيدنا عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى جامع القران كامل الحياه والايمان امير المؤمنين سيدنا عثمان بن عفان رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى اسد الله غالبا امام المشارق والمغاربه امير المؤمنين سيدنا علي بن ابي طالب كرم الله تعالى وجهه الكريم وعلى بنيه الكريمين ابي محمد الحسن وابي عبد الله الحسين رضي الله تعالى عنهما وعلى امهما سيده النساء فاطمه الزهراء رضي الله تعالى عنها وعلى سائر الصحابه اجمعين اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا يا مولانا واجعلنا منهم اللهم اخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا يا مولانا ولا تجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبذل يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وضعوه يستجب لكم ويذكر الله تعالى اعلى واولى واعز واجل واتم واهم واعظم واكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون صفوا صفوفكم يرحمكم الله الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر اشهد ان لا اله الا الله اشهد ان محمد رسول الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الصفا والمروة من شعائر الله فمن حب
الحج البيت أو يحسن وصلاة جناح عليه أن يتفوق بهما ومن تتوع خيرا فإن الله شاكر عليم إن الذين يكتبون ما أنزلنا من البينات والهدى من بعد ما بيناه للناس في الكتاب أولئك يلعنهم الله ويلعنهم اللائمون إلا الذين تابوا وأصلحوا وبينوا فأولئك أتوب عليهم وأنا التواب الرحيم إن الذين كفروا وماتوا وهم كفار أولئك عليهم لعنة الله لعنكم الله والملائكة والناس أجمعين خالدين فيها لا يخفف عنهم العذاب ولا هم ينظرون وإلهكم إله واحد لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله العظيم والتواب الرحيم الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم ونتوب اليه اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت ربنا وتعاليت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم انا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم اغفر لهم وارحم لهم واسقل لهم وادخلهم واكرمهم في الجنه اللهم ربنا يا شافع الامراض اشفع مرضانا يا شفاء الا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر سقما وتقبل منا هذه صلاه الجمعه مع جماعه المسلمين ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم الصلاه والسلام عليك يا رسول الله سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين
الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم ربنا تقبل منا صلاتنا وقيامنا ودعنا وسجودنا وتسبيحنا وتحميدنا وتكبيرنا ودعانا كما تقبلت من الأنبياء والمرسلين اللهم اغفر لوالدينا ولأساتذتنا ولأقربائنا ولمشايخنا ولأحبائنا ولمن له حق علينا ولجميع المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات بحرمة اسمك واسم حبيبك وبحرمة كلامك يا الله وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك يا حبيب سلام عليك سلام عليك يا نبي سلام عليك يا رسول سلام عليك تلا القدر علينا من سليم يعقوب عليه وجب شكره علينا مهدا سلام عليك يا يا 
موسیقی جو حج پر رہے ہیں جو عمرہ پر رہے ہیں یا اللہ غفور رہے ہیں ان کے حج و عمرہ پر قبول منظور فرما یا اللہ ان کے حج و مبرور عطا فرما یا اللہ غفور رہے ہیں ہمارے تمام دعائیں قبول فرما یا اللہ غفور رہے ہیں ہمارے بچوں پر رحم فرما سب کو نیک بنا نیک ہدایت میں توفیق عطا فرما سب کو نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کے نقش قدم پر چلنے کے توفیق عطا فرما یا اللہ سب کے خیر فرما وَسَلَّ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى
السلام تبارك ربنا وتعالى هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم اكفنا في مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين ونزلنا القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين ولا يزيد الظالمين إلا خسارة ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين. Oh, my God. 